I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to The Parenthood. As Christmas approaches, I find myself thinking what I can do to make it more enjoyable for all of us. Without wanting to sound too Scrooge-like, I'm sure I'm not the only one who finds that something I look forward to ends up being ruined by excess. Too many things, too much money spent, too much food eaten, too many presents given. December becomes a month of stress and shopping, and for many it's stressful, expensive and not particularly enjoyable. But it doesn't have to be that way. And if we're having these thoughts, surely it's time to think about what we can do to fix this. So with me today, I've got Christina Salcianu, who's sick of chocolates, sweets, presents and cosmetics in advent calendars. The idea of more excess leading up to Christmas has designed a real game changer. The Advent of Change is a calendar from which the money you pay goes to carefully selected charities. And each time you open a window, it tells you how you've supported the charity on that day. Christina, thank you so much for being here today. And I've got to congratulate you. I just think this is the most amazing idea. Why has it taken till 2019 to, to come up with this fantastic idea? No, oh, thank you so much. I'm so pleased to be here. And I don't know, to be honest, I think I was as surprised as anybody else. And that's sort of how it came about. Is I, and how did, how did you think of the idea? Were you sitting there thinking, this is ridiculous, all these calendars, just basically pumping more chocolate and sugar into children and, you know, and especially as now, I mean, you've got calendars with everything in. We've got sort of, I was looking yesterday, you've got whiskey calendars and vodka calendars and cosmetic calendars. I mean, the idea that you need even more presents when you're leading up to Christmas, which is like the time of absolute excess, just seems crazy to me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly where it came from. There just seemed to be this consumer whirlwind around advent calendars. Um, It was just rising year on year and there was just there seemed to be an advent calendar for absolutely everything under the sun as you've just mentioned but when I started digging a little deeper there was nothing really ethical never mind charitable on the market not one which worked in a way that I sort of thought it should that gave to multiple charities that introduced people to charities and so that's that's sort of where it where it came about. I love the idea that it's introducing children to giving as well you know I was doing some research and and in the UK we're not great at giving money compared to other countries like like the US and I really like the idea of the advent of change that you're introducing to children the importance of giving and ultimately giving a present is so much better than receiving a present I think we can all agree on that and I think that's a really important thing to show children as early as possible and what I love is that every time you open up the calendar you get a really sweet in fact I'm going to quickly reach over and get it because 
uh, I, I need to just read out one of the things. So 19th of December, you open up a little thing and it says, today you've helped a child's wish come true by sending a present just for them. And you've supported Chicks charity. So I just love the idea that, you know, it's not like getting the sort of, the, the, the charity advent calendar, which then just doesn't really tell you any more about the charity. This is starting a conversation. And that is such an important thing with children. Thank you. That's something that's so important to us. The fundraising aspect is obviously a big part of it. Um, but actually what we try and do in every which way we can, whether it's through the product, whether it's through social media, whether it's through newsletters, every means we have is to shout about our charities. We know them all really well. They're all absolutely incredible. Um, You know, they range from big international organisations to tiny teams of volunteers dotted throughout the country. And it's really important to us that we can start a conversation about them to people who perhaps don't know that they exist never mind their cause and we try and make sure that each calendar has a really broad range of causes so it supports the environment and equals rights and underprivileged children and medical causes so anything you could imagine we try and make sure that it's covered as a way to introduce all of these topics to people and especially to children yeah no and it's you know this is the adults of tomorrow I mean you presumably I hope you're in agreement with me that Christmas does feel a bit sort of consumerist it feels quite materialistic today yes yeah I'd agree with that yeah (laughs) I definitely see that with my children it just becomes a lot about sort of oh my god quickly buy as much as possible to make everyone happy everyone happy and yet you know ultimately buying stuff never makes anyone happy we know that now and yet there is you know there is a huge consumerist myth that the more you buy the happier you'll be yeah and that's simply not going to be be the case I mean I was just looking that doing some research and generally families spend between a thousand and two thousand seven hundred pounds at Christmas wow that's just on top of their living expenses which just seems a huge amount of money and you know I think for a lot of families it's too much money they tend to go over budget one in four use a credit card to pay for it and one in 14 actually get an overdraft to pay for their Christmas which just seems nuts and you can imagine that you know at that level of expense people may be planning for Christmas from January you know you might have to be starting to to plan for that level of expenditure really really early on Mm. and actually it shouldn't be a stress it should be a really nice time of Mm. year And on the flip side, you know, uh, about 40% of charity donations are made around the festive season as well. So it is also the time where people are thinking of giving back. But actually that, on top of that massive expense, it can make it into a really, really stressful time of year. Mm -hmm. I mean, so thinking about what we can do to make it more meaningful I think more meaningful is obviously really important I think less of a financial burden is also really important but also less of an environmental catastrophe because there are so many toys sold and things sold that either they're made of plastic or they're wrapped in plastic and then there's the environmental cost of wrapping them up of sending them you know getting them delivered and I just think this is the year where we need to start thinking a little bit more carefully I'm certainly doing that as I'm sort of slowly preparing for Christmas and I've got a family and a big kind of extended family and I end up buying a huge amount for Christmas and I think that probably now is the time to start thinking about what we what we really need to make Christmas a happy occasion definitely and it's not buying loads of stuff absolutely and that environmental impact it's huge I mean even if you think about wrapping paper I mean how much wrapping paper can you not reuse anything with glitter on it for example is dreadful so there's so much else that goes into it as well but there are ways that you can benefit the economy and not harm 
the planet, you sort of just have to look for them. So our products, for example, our advent calendars are wrapped in compostable potato starch. So it's compostable within about 12 weeks. Mm -hmm. Now we're fortunate because as an advent calendar, we have quite a short shelf life. Whereas if we had a longer shelf life, that would fall apart. However, there are lots of alternatives out there if if you look for them and it's important and if it's important to you as an organization which hopefully it is because it's becoming more important to consumers Um, well i think you know consumers have a huge amount of power absolutely if we all refuse to buy stuff wrapped in plastic then they would change pretty quickly yeah and you know they they have if you look at you know plastic bag usage Mm -hmm. the attenborough effect Mm. a 50 percent drop that's incredible you almost just have to arm people with facts you know, if, if people don't know something's a problem, I certainly didn't know it was a problem until only a couple of years ago. Now I'll do everything to change it. But if you don't know, how can you do anything about it? Mm, I think. Absolutely. And some people say, well, we're not given an option because everything like plastic is still the most yeah. durable, cheap, lightweight material that, you know, there is no alternative. There is an alternative. We haven't yet yeah. discovered it. And actually some people are being real pioneers. And I think do think a lot of the bigger companies are slightly dragging their feet and, you know, saying, yeah, well, we will do something about it. But, you know, by, by 20 2025 and I think oh, for God's sakes you're Amazon or whatever you yeah. are you know you could actually action this a little bit more quickly yeah. but if the consumers are refusing to buy your product you've got no business and then you will be forced to change your, yeah. your policy pretty quickly absolutely and some of them are making really bold moves I mean I talk about John Lewis and Waitrose because we have a close relationship with them but they've committed to not having any plastic in their crackers next year that's I mean that's literally right around the corner mm. um, so that's a, a big thing for them to do and I'm sure it's going to cause them a lot of hassle behind the scenes but it's important mm-hmm. so they've done it and yeah I, I do think there are lots of companies dragging their heels and it, it probably is the power of the consumer and, and yeah I, I do understand that sometimes the most convenient option is a plastic option but actually how important is that mm. when you compare it to sort of the flip side of the effect that's having (laughs) you know like use a tap (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so one of the things I was thinking about I sort of started thinking about what I enjoy most about Christmas and what I enjoyed as a child because for me as a parent Christmas is all about the children yeah I want this to be a really happy time and I remember Christmas being I just loved it so much but what did I love actually I can't even remember what I ever got for Christmas I can't remember any of those presents, but I can remember the traditions we did. And I remember so well, my grandmother would always come over from Austria. We'd used to on Christmas Eve, because that's when they celebrate Christmas Eve in um, in Austria, we'd sing carols by candlelight. And we oh, all, wow. especially when I got to about 16, I was like, oh God, this is just so pretty. <laughs> but uh, there was something I still really liked about it. The yeah. fact that you sort of know that you do this every year and it sort of signifies family and togetherness and simple love for each other that is not shown by things yeah simple love that's all it is and actually I think you know family traditions they don't cost anything necessarily I mean they can not cost anything they hopefully are going to be not too bad for the environment and there's something that really lasts Um, and actually that's kind of quite a simple thing rather than thinking let's go to all these expensive shows and get there let's do something that could be as simple as we'll you know we'll walk around our neighborhood looking at Christmas lights and getting excited about the Christmas lights little things like that can can you know really and sort of alight children's imaginations did you have any Christmas traditions growing up oh well uh, similar to you actually um, we often used to celebrate Christmas the night before and also just decorating the tree like I've always always loved decorating the tree that's such a nice time just playing Christmas music and untangling all the lights for about four hours (laughs) they're the things that you look back on 
I yeah. think. Yeah. yeah like, like you, I, I don't think I can remember one gift I had as a child. You know, I probably could if I thought hard enough, but I'm sure actually that might be because of sentimental value as well. Yeah, Really, if you think about it. But actually, there's been a bit of research and children don't actually remember presence so much as as memories so actually if you give children an experience they're much more likely to remember it than if you give them a thing you know I remember having to write down what like godparents gave me so I could write thank you letters that's ridiculous you shouldn't have to write it down it should be a memorable present but if it's just in a sort of avalanche of other presents then of course it's not gonna it's not gonna make any difference and actually they say that a child that's given loads and loads of presents they become conditioned very quickly to that. So a present is then no longer a special thing. If you've got, yeah. you know, 20 presents to open, you sort of think, oh, nearly there. Absolutely. Nearly open there. <laughs> Whereas if you don't get so many presents, then the one present is actually really, really special. Absolutely. And, and often, I think, people don't give children enough credit. I mean, we had a, a lady last year send in such a lovely video on our um, Instagram, and she bought her little boy, who was five, a chocolate advent calendar, and she bought herself the advent of change advent calendar and every morning they'd wake up he'd open his she'd open hers and she said it was just so lovely to see she was tearing up and she said that she put him to bed that night and he said it's day five tomorrow I can't wait to find out who we've helped you know how lovely is that actually the chocolate was out of the window yeah and so I think if you do give children the chance and you do talk to them about other children who might need something more or who don't have the things that they have. Often children are are so compassionate and so caring. Mm. And it's something to kind of capitalise on at Christmas. I do think it's a time to reflect on how we are as a person, as a family, how we behave in society. One of the things that I've come across recently, which I love the idea of, is the giving manger. Have you heard about this? No, I've not. So this is, I think it was an idea developed in America where you get a little sort of nativity set and there's Mary and Joseph and then there's the the manger where Jesus was born, but it's empty and it comes with a little pile of kind of straw. This is tiny. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that every time that the children do a good deed in the run-up to Christmas, you put a little piece of straw into the manger and slowly that manger gets full of these individual pieces oh, of straw so and at the end you put baby Jesus in there and it's a time to reflect on you know ultimately that's what the Christian mm-hmm. story is about is about being kind to your neighbor and caring for other people and that's something we should be promoting but I know there are a few sort of things like that which I absolutely love I'll put it up on on the on the show notes um, so that if any of you want to find out about these things you can uh, you can you can find out about it but you know even talking you know talking about stories actually I think that's so important stories are just the most wonderful things for children and one of the things I've been doing I say my children are now eight and nine in the sort of last few Christmases is that we read a Christmas story but it's more than just like a little picture book that's over in 10 minutes a sort of slightly more substantial book about a Christmas story so some of the ones that I've absolutely loved are um, by Matt Haig so there's a boy called Christmas about the boy who apparently mm-hmm. became Father Christmas but it's such a great story it's you know it's a probably a, I don't know 250 page book but it's something that we read in the uh, in the build-up to Christmas every night we sit down for 15-20 minutes and we read another chapter of this story and they get so excited and it finishes with Christmas Day and I think that kind of thing is just such a lovely thing it's one of the things that the children remember most about Christmas what book we read yeah that's such a lovely tradition so there's the Matt Haig books Michael Morpurgo on Angel's Wings that is the most amazing Christmas book there's a Christmasaurus by Tom Fletcher which I loved but even if it's kind of Christmas poems that's quite fun just to get into the spirit of things and it gives you the opportunity to talk about how Christmas is in 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 other cultures in how people historically would celebrate Christmas and and also the chance just to to really celebrate 
what you've got and it might not be as much as someone else in your class and you might not have the Nintendo Wii that your friend has but also but just to celebrate the fact you've got home and you've got people that love you and you've got a roof over your head and a warm place to come to each night I think that's so important to remind children at Christmas absolutely and it's it's so easy to forget how lucky we are Mm -hmm. for for those things especially if you go to a school where every child has those things Mm -hmm. so it's yeah definitely important to I think highlight that and actually a number of the charities that we work with this year so we're supporting 72 charities Mm -hmm. work on that basis so provide breaks or presents for Mm -hmm. children who otherwise would never receive a gift I mean Mm -hmm. one of the charities Chicks which you read out that's exactly what they do so they provide holidays for underprivileged kids or young carers and quite often the gift they get from Chicks is their only gift. I mean, you mentioned Michael Morpurgo, another one of our charities, Farms for City Children. They work with children across urban areas who have never been to the countryside. And they take them on a week-long break with their school and they, you know, get into mucking out pigs and, you know, collecting eggs from chickens and things like that. And that can have a massive, massive impact on their lives. Mm-hmm. There are just so many causes. There are so many things that, I mean, particularly for me... There were so many things I didn't realise were an issue that now you can just see so much importance. Well, we take them for granted. Absolutely. And you find yourself getting really stressed because you can't find the right, you know, because Ocado didn't deliver the Christmas pudding. You're like yeah. swearing and cursing and getting yeah. kind of, at least I do this. And then I think, it's a Christmas pudding. It's not like we're not going to eat yeah. on Christmas yeah. Day. We'll be fine. <laughs> we might have a different brand of yeah. Christmas pudding and it might not be the, you know, and I just slightly, it is so easy to fall into this trap of, I didn't get what I want. It's not perfect. Yeah. Who wants perfect? You know, oh, as absolutely. long as you're together and happy, that's kind of all that matters. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, talking about food, for example, I mean, that's a massive stress for so many people. We talk about people not being able to afford presents. Well, lots of people can't afford food. The usage of food banks at Christmas is phenomenally high. And actually only about 6% of people who use food banks are homeless. It's just people who can't afford to feed their families, especially at Christmas. And I mean, imagine that sort of pressure as a parent when there's already all of these other things that come with Christmas and your children coming home from school and saying, you know, Mm. so-and-so is getting the Nintendo, for example, and Mm. you're thinking, well... I don't know where I'm going to get Christmas dinner from. Yeah. Or food to feed my children well, exactly. who are usually fed at school during the two-week-long Christmas yeah. holiday. Exactly. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. And maybe that's another thing to think about wastage and about how much food you produce because I know a huge amount of food gets thrown away at Christmas. Yeah. We produce these vast mountains of food. I mean, don't they estimate you eat something like 5,000 calories just for Christmas lunch? I mean, it's something disgusting like oh, that. Probably just in quality streets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this sort of like green light to basically just stuff as much as you can yeah. down your yeah. throat. But, you know, we, I, we all overmake food and maybe it is time to really rethink the amount of food that we're buying, that we're producing. Or maybe we buy the same amount of food, but we give half of it away to yeah. the food bank. Yeah, well, this is it. I think it's, you know, you don't necessarily have to feel guilty. If you enjoy Christmas, if you enjoy the things that come with Christmas, if you enjoy a big dinner, you don't necessarily have to, like, feel dreadful about that. That, You know, that's fine in a way. But it's just, well, can you offset that? Can you also do something nice? You know, whether it's something as simple as buying one of our calendars Mm -hmm. and making 24 donations and Mm -hmm. finding out about all these brilliant charities or whether it's you know for example um, one of our charities has suggested trying to have a a no waste Christmas dinner Mm. you know that's something that you could do or creating your own presence well that's something that as a family would be so nice to do Mm -hmm. but also would reduce so many of the issues that come with Christmas and maybe Mm -hmm. you can make them out of recycling I have to be recycling, yeah. for example. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but you're, I mean, and even in terms of sort of presence, because I do think that's where a lot of the waste happens. There's this yeah. cultural, and I'm talking obviously from a privileged, you know, UK-based stance here, but there is an expectation that you have to give a lot of presents at Christmas and they've got to be a decent sized present. And I, I can't remember ever feeling that someone didn't give me a big enough present. I mean, I did just as, as a recipient of a present, I don't think that is ever felt it's not a thing is it no it's a gesture isn't it it's (laughs) not like the worth of the present it's it's the fact that they've thought of you so I think we do need to rethink presents I mean I know I'm not the only person who is totally overwhelmed by presents at Christmas and I just see the amount of gifts and it's not necessarily just from the family it's from the wider family and from friends and my, my son's also got a birthday in December so it's just so much stuff that genuinely a lot of it doesn't really get appreciated we literally find it in the bottom of a cupboard forgotten about a year later as I'm having a kind of cleaner and I just think it's just wrong on so many levels I don't want people to spend money on stuff that's not appreciated and I sort of wish that we hadn't you know had all that stuff so I think this year I'm definitely thinking carefully about presents um, and encouraging children to you know, think about what they want, but also the impact of the present. You know, if they're going to ask for a Lego set, that's fine. You know, if they're asking for something, they probably really do want it. But then consider too, do they really need it? Do they, you know, think about the environmental impact of that, of of not just the production of it, but the delivery and then the disposal of it. What's going to happen when you no longer want your Lego set? That plastic's going to sit around for ages. So just having that conversation with them, it doesn't mean they don't get the Lego set, but at least they've thought about it and that is probably the most valuable thing we can do as a parent definitely and you know just just some ideas on on that point for example to extend the sort of longevity of for example lego lots of our charities when we ask them how to create a more meaningful christmas have said well you know we're a hospice or we're a hospital or we work with underprivileged children we'd love to have your toys whether they're new or not new um or your books for example one of our hospices donna louise a big part of what they do is just encouraging siblings to read together and families to read together and they always love receiving books and you know as a as a parent 
you know, a pathway project, one of our charities, a, women, a women's refuge. I mean, how many smelly things do we get for the bath? How many cosmetic items that aren't quite the right shade that end up just sat in a drawer? I mean, they would love any of those donations. They'd make a massive, massive impact for somebody who's sort of had to run away from home at Christmas time with their kids with maybe just a backpack. Like, that would make a I massive difference. About that because I've got really sensitive skin yeah. and I have a whole cupboard yeah. full of stuff that I can't use. Yeah. But I feel a bit guilty about kind of re-gifting. But you're right, giving it to someone... Oh, that's such a good idea. I'm definitely going to do that. I think we need to write all these down. I'm going yes, to put them all in the show notes, show notes so that people can. I think the other thing is that I think wrapping a present can be a really important thing to do because it kind of shows like you could have a really tiny little present, but if it's beautifully wrapped, and I'm not saying with like loads of plastic, but I'm thinking more that take with your children, take pride in wrapping your present. I usually basically get all the presents on behalf of the children and then one night they're in there in bed I'm like right I've got to do this and I literally have like a mammoth wrapping session yeah. and my back hurts at the end of it and I'm like oh god this is awful actually that's ridiculous yeah. I should totally turn this around and a get the children involved in gifting so if they're going to give a, a, a gift to us or to their grandparents or to their cousins then they need to either make it or buy it but take ownership of choosing it and deciding what they're going to get but then also when it comes to the wrapping you should almost make a kind of a day of it and you should put on some Christmas music you pour yeah. yourself a glass of wine or whatever you want and actually think oh yes she's going to love this little present yeah. I gave her and maybe even you have like a, a best wrapped present competition oh, yes. and maybe they decorate it with like sprigs of holly from the garden yeah. or a feather that they found or even if you get that sort of brown craft wrapping paper which is brilliant because it can be totally recycled you know maybe they draw on it or stamp on it or do something to make it a bit more lovely that doesn't involve loads of excessive wrapping that then is going to comes at a huge cost to the environment but then that means that whole process of gifting so much more meaningful rather than mummy went on to ebay bought this thing wrapped it sitting under the tree and i don't really know what i'm giving my cousin but she's sorted it i mean that's just totally the wrong idea of, yeah. of giving presents isn't it absolutely and also I love giving somebody a present when you really thought it through and when you wrapped it beautifully like I I love wrapping presents it's probably one of my favorite parts of Christmas <laughs> I love picking up the combinations and things so I take particular pride <laughs> um, in good looking presents but actually there's just so much joy in that I enjoy that so much and actually if somebody else did it for me despite the fact that it's the same end goal you definitely don't get as much enjoyment out of it I don't think and there are even I mean I, I had a couple of presents last year in sort of bags in really pretty reusable bags rather than wrapping paper yeah and keeping boxes I yeah. actually just saw Ben just got some some new boots and I was like oh don't throw away that box we'll definitely use yeah. that for for some for you know an oddly shaped present yeah. because actually recycling an old box is, is perfect yeah even using a newspaper to be honest yeah get a lovely ribbon get, I think actually you know twigs sprigs of of, of growing yeah. stuff from the garden always just make it lovely and that's such a nice activity you, know, you could even go to the park and have a walk and do that, you know, earlier on in the day before wrapping. That would be such a nice activity. Yeah. And I think you can then teach your children so much. You can teach them how to use scissors and sellotape. And actually, for something, for us, it's a sort of menial task. But for them, it's the most exciting thing in the world. Yeah. In terms of what to give presents, I started thinking about, like, presents that would be fun and meaningful long after Christmas because I think that is the big problem is that they kind of go oh yay open the present but by the time it's new year they've forgotten all about them and they've kind of got bored of them and that just seems like such chronic waste 
Have you got any ideas of sort of more meaningful presents? I mean, one of the things I was thinking about was sponsoring an animal or sponsoring... I mean, an animal's always quite good for a, for a child. And then, you know, I know very often these charities, you get regular updates. You could maybe even give the child a little cuddly toy of, say, you're sponsoring a, I don't know, an elephant. You give them a little cuddly toy elephant and then they get these monthly updates or these... I don't know, every three monthly updates on how that elephant is doing and the impact of their gift. Yeah, that's such a nice idea. We, we've had a few suggestions along that, those lines. So um, we work with the gorilla organisation and they said, you know, adopt a gorilla. Or actually, Women for Women International, um, who deal with women survivors of war, you can sponsor a woman and actually provide so much support throughout a year and you actually can become friends during that time, you can see the impact that you've made on someone's life. But even something smaller than that, I mean, the Rainbow Trust, their suggestion was, well, send us nice messages. You know, if, if, you, if there's a terminally ill child, actually, a nice message out to the child or to the parents of that child would mm. make such a difference. And that's a gift that you can't put a price on. You know, a stranger sending you a message, you know, there's, there, there's no value to that. And um, can you, because it'd be so nice to send a gift to a child at the Rainbow Trust. Is there a way of getting in touch with them and going, can you just give me the sort of vague parameters of a child? And then as a, you know, if you get, you know, she's a six-year-old and a six-year-old girl, what do you think? She, and she's really into, I don't know, climbing trees or, okay, maybe that's wrong. If, 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 but, you know, she's really into art, for example, or this kind of, you know, she loves Harry Potter. You know, to be able to say, well, let's pick out a gift together that we can send to this child that doesn't have what we have, which is our health. Definitely, definitely. Um, all of the charities, I mean, you can find their details um, on our website, adventofchange.com, and we actually provide direct links to them if you go to the charity pages, so you can donate directly to them. We don't take anything from that, of course we don't, or you can find out more about them. To your point on specific gifts, there's actually a charity called 52 Lives who are amazing, and they basically change a life every week, and they create wish lists. So actually, you can buy tangible items. So it could be somebody who, for example, one of their recent ones was a little girl who got diagnosed with sort of a life-changing illness and meant she couldn't go up and down the stairs. So they had to create a downstairs bedroom for her, but there was nothing there. So it's things like a bed, cuddly toys, carpet, wall furnishings, curtains, messages of support. So actually, you can have a look at this wish list and you can supply them with something that really is meaningful to you and also to them. So I think that's that's a lovely idea. There's mm. so many ways that you can get involved, I think, which aren't aren't necessarily financial or do sort of have a cost associated to them, but is more meaningful and more long term. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was reading, actually, I think this is initially an American idea, but along the idea that children much prefer experiences to actual gifts is that you can give your children a kind of year's worth of like um, 12 experiences. So, you know, and it could be little things like, we, you know, in January, we're going to go to the cinema. On, in February, we're going to go to the local pool for the day. And it's just that sort of one-on-one time with a, a parent and their uh, their child, which actually is often the kind of biggest treat, Absolutely. especially if they've got siblings. They never really have that kind of one-on-one time. And it's something that doesn't involve buying stuff. It doesn't, you know, arrive wrapped in plastic. And it just actually is going to enhance your relationship rather than, uh, rather than you know, it just be something that makes your child more spoiled. I remember my ch- my pet mother always saying at the end of the holidays, it's too much of a good thing. You've turned into total brats. You've had too much of a <laughs> I'm good sure thing. you didn't. I, I, but I think all children do. I see that with my children. Like they, 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 they kind of, I've become a bit lazy and they, they do, they do. And, and then you sort of, 
but it's all do you know what it's it's when they've got too much consumer stuff when they're given too much stuff they just become not very nice people but that's also because it's less time spent with us so you can't spoil a child with time but you can i think spoil them with material things because ultimately what they want is your time so they'll act up to get your attention Absolutely. And, and hopefully that's, you know, an, a nice place for our advent calendar to fit into the equation as well. Yeah. Um, because actually it's talking about all of these important topics, but it's basically saying you're really lucky. Mm-hmm. You know, l- look at all these issues going on in the world. Look at all these children who aren't as lucky as you um, who, or who are poorly or who don't get gifts or who don't get nice messages or who don't get to spend time with their family for whatever reason. So it's or also who, or who are alone at Christmas. Exactly. Have no one who wants to yeah. spend Christmas with them. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the other thing is, is, you know, there's a lot of elderly people who are very lonely at Christmas. Christmas, on the one hand, can be a, a time of excess for us and too many people and too many things. But for other people, that is totally the opposite. And just to think about what they're going through. I mean, in terms of things to do kind of around volunteering around mm-hmm. the Christmas season, is there, what do charities, what's most helpful? Because there is a slight feeling that... I'd love to give stuff to charities. I'd love to volunteer. I'd love to maybe gift presents, but it's about what's appropriate too, because there is a little bit of a fine line there. Absolutely. I think you do have to engage with the charities before just turning up, because sometimes, you know, whilst they really, really appreciate the help, it might be that they just haven't been able to create something for that day, or they've already allocated the amount of spaces for the volunteers that they've got. Mm-hmm. So it can actually create a little bit of stress which sounds negative but it really isn't and um, there are so many brilliant brilliant schemes out there I mean to your point about lonely older people we work with a charity called Reengage, and they have a really simple concept which is basically they host like tea parties for older people because actually that's the big thing is that they can be really isolated and they might not talk to somebody for weeks at a time so what you can do to volunteer with them is just host it at your house All you have to say is use my dining table and then they will organise for the older people to come to your house. There could be 10 of them and they just chat and you can just speak to them. And actually that makes such a difference for a really minimal expense. And actually there's so much that we can learn from the older generation. Um, and also children and oh, the older generation actually get on so well that often children can yeah. be an amazing icebreaker there was that amazing documentary where they put a nursery school in an old people's home yeah. and they showed how over time these bonds developed and it was so beneficial for both of them but particularly the older people who were sort of a lot of them were sort of slightly withdrawn from life and you just saw how they so relished the children's company you can give so much more than just the use of your house just a little bit of conversation absolutely and and just acknowledging somebody crisis for example they run a whole sort of host of christmas centers they call them all across the country and it's giving homeless people a dignified christmas it's giving them something to eat it's giving them someone to talk to like they're a person but also some of the smaller homeless organizations so for example groundswell who work um, within london and they specialize in medical care for people who are homeless well they've said just acknowledge somebody Mm. You know, th- that's so important to people. And actually, you don't think about it. But if you walk past somebody on the street, it just feels horrible for them every single time. So just saying hello. Or if you're going, you know, past past a shop, well, you know, buy them a sandwich mm. if you don't want to um, give them any money. So um, mm. there are so many ways that you can make a massive difference. I mean, my mum, for example, every pancake day, you know, pancake day isn't anywhere near as meaningful as Christmas, um, but she goes out and she gives pancakes to homeless people. I you know it's, it's so nice and you think it's something that 
wouldn't really mean anything to someone, but it really does. Uh, honestly, without wanting to sound too selfish here, but it makes you feel amazing. If you've done something and you think, God, I'm so glad I did oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even if it's just like offering a cup of tea to the, you know, we've had roadworks outside our house for the last month. And I just offer them a cup of tea in the morning. I mean, and they're so grateful for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, you know, that's so easy for yeah. me to do because I've got access to a kettle. But, you know, just little kind of good deeds. And children watch that. And if you can bring up your children to be mindful of other people and to appreciate how lucky they are just having the basics in life then I think that's more important in education than kind of geometry yeah I I couldn't agree more nothing against geometry but yeah Yeah. (laughs) I think the other thing is that we talked about Christmas being expensive and, and wasteful for the environment but I think it's also really stressful for for some people and what I've learned is that children really hate stress what they really want above anything from their parents is that their parents are relaxed and happy and so the parents who are so obsessed with giving their children this perfect Christmas end up being so stressed because this perfection is impossible to achieve so actually if you're kind of thinking about wanting to do an amazing Christmas for your child maybe try and just strip it back a little bit making sure that you don't go over budget because then that starts the next year off with a great big overdraft or a great big credit card bill to pay off and I mean that's just the worst way to for everyone to start for, to start the year yeah, and I guess being organized too so that by the time your kids are on holiday you can kind of do the fun stuff with them so you know the times that you're not working or if you're if you're not working you can spend time doing these Christmas traditions rather than being like oh god you're gonna have to come with me to the shop today because I haven't got this and I haven't got the turkey and I haven't got the Or maybe you just don't have that kind of, you know, maybe just have pizza for Christmas lunch. If that's going to be less stressful, I'm sure if you asked your children, they'd be like, let's just have pizza rather than turkey and all the trimmings. If it means mommy's going to have a smile on her face and it's going to be fun rather than this whole stressful. Absolutely. It is all about the experience of the day, isn't it? And, you know, all families look so different. No two families are the same. So why should Christmas Day sort of be imposed on you? as you know you you eat this and you do this and at this mm. time you watch this actually what does that matter if that's mm-hmm. not what you like doing mm-hmm. and that's not what you like eating well who's making you do that well exactly society yeah <laughs> and I also think I mean certainly in my experience Christmas is a lot about the present Christmas day is a lot about the parents presence it's the eating and the presence and that's sort of it and actually that's not what Christmas is about it's about spending time together and laughing and chatting and so maybe you know, making it less about the presents. So yes, you, you open some presents, but actually the kind of big thing, I was thinking of doing this with my family this year, but having, asking everyone to read a poem or read a reading or sing a song, everyone does it. Or it's something that's funny, that's heartwarming, that's, you know, something. And that is then the focus of Christmas and the presents are sort of secondary to that. And then that's shifting the focus on warmth and love and family relationships and hopefully no one getting stressed and broke by it and and I do think it's so important our children are so malleable when they're little and if you can sort of make their childhood Christmases about appreciating what you've got and about helping other people and about really appreciating that simple act of love then that's how they're going to have Christmas for for their children which will set them off on this much more healthy path of celebrating Christmas which ultimately is what Christmas is all about absolutely I mean children are tomorrow's grown-ups aren't they so it makes perfect sense that you know you can instill those things and create those traditions and it's also just a nice legacy it is isn't it if you can start something like that someone once said to me if you want to give your children an amazing childhood think about 
what you want them to remember. And I think that's a really good starting place for how we're going to do Christmas. Think in five years' time or ten years' time, or when my child's a grown up and they're talking about their Christmases as a child, what do I want them to be talking about? And and you focus on that. I mean, you're going to want them to talk about the fact that they got the Nintendo Wii for Christmas. It's probably going to be more like, do you remember when we did that hilarious Christmas play or we did the charades or... I mean, so many, so many amazing, dreadful memories yeah, of charades. <laughs> exactly, all the time when the turkey went totally yeah. wrong. That's what they're going to remember. Yeah, you're never going laughter. to look back and think it ruined Christmas. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming. It's been so lovely to talk to you. And I do think your calendar epitomizes all that is kind of true about Christmas and what we should be thinking about Christmas. And I think it's a great way to sort of kick off the festive season. Um, so thank you so much. In terms of people buying it, they can go online. It's adventofchange.com. Is that right? Yes, that's it. So adventofchange.com um, and you can support the full range there. So we have a couple of advent calendars for grown-ups. We also have one specifically for children. We've created the UK's first Braille advent calendar as well. It's amazing, um, isn't it? That there hasn't super been a Braille calendar before. I know. Before. Absolutely crazy that it, it didn't exist, but I think it's important that now it does and the conversations that's starting around inclusivity yeah um, but all of our calendars are charity advent yeah. calendars so in purchasing one calendar you make 24 different donations just with that one purchase so it makes a big big impact and last year we ended up raising a hundred thousand pounds for 24 charities that's amazing um, and, you know, so and this the, year it's going to be so much bigger because you're in waitrose and and uh, john lewis yes um, so we're in john lewis throughout the country we're also in 300 waitrose stores so they have been amazing and really backed it from the beginning we're so so grateful to them and we're hoping that together we can raise a quarter of a million pounds for 72 charities so we're right at the beginning of that fundraising period now so we need all the help that we can get you know whether that's purchasing a calendar or whether that's just talking about it to somebody or sharing a post on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter you can find us there as well all of that makes a huge huge difference to our fundraising and the calendars for children they cost 16.95 is that right yep, 16.95 and apart from the VAT all of that goes to charity yes yes so it's it's a £12 donation to charity. We're a, a non-for-profit as well. So we don't make any money from it. Anything that goes to us just goes straight back in to making the calendars and doing it even bigger and better next year. Well, I am going to go online and I'm getting them for my kids. I'm also going to get them for my godchildren as well because I just think it is one of the most amazing ideas I've heard in a long time. And thank you, Christina. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be here. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to another episode of The Parenthood. You can subscribe, rate and review us. It makes a huge difference in terms of spreading the word for our listenership. You can also follow me on Instagram. I'm at marina.fogel. But in the meantime, from Christina and me, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.